ladies. Gentlemen. Looks like the work of a ghost. Let's start by ruling out ghosts. Welcome back to the Halloween 365 Podcast. The only podcast where it is horror 24-7 and Halloween 365. Folks, we're still on the road to nowhere. <laughs> the summer of adventure continues here on the podcast. I don't know what to do with my hands, guys. <laughs> We have an actual producer in the studio today, so it's kind of nice. I don't, I don't have to press any buttons. And I like it. It's oh, nice for my end as well. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a long road trip, guys. A long one. We've uh, we've jumped straight into the mystery and the history and the adventure. And today's episode is everything under all of those words you want to look for the definition of under everything under all those words it's today's episode because we're going to hit all the high notes and we're going to see if everybody's liking the summer of a mystery and adventure but before we do that we have to give some halloween news quick at the beginning and the rest of us at the end Yeah, let's get into some there we news. <laughs> Couldn't find it, but there we go. <laughs> I got you, boo. I got well, you. anyways, uh, two big parts of the news that I wanted to mention at the okay at the very beginning. Uh, he's new. Don't worry, folks. Uh, <laughs> Where'd it go? Uh, <laughs> news at the beginning. Uh, first thing I wanted to mention is that. A strange unidentified object was found off the coast of Greece on Google Maps, nonetheless. And it was discovered by a social media user. As a matter of fact, it was a YouTuber. And everybody has been debating what it is since the discovery of it. Now, you can search this and look up the coordinates to look at it on Google Maps yourself, but although there has not been any confirmation as to what the object is yet, a dive team is being sent out to check it out. Two theories have popped up. One is an old lighthouse top. The other one is it looks exactly like a UFO. And if you look at the picture that was provided, fellas, it looks exactly like a UFO off the coast of Greece. I was hoping they would have found Atlantis, but mm-hmm. I am fine with the UFO. Mm-hmm. My money's on space. There's no way these boys are local. Well, no. speaking of stuff that's no was probably no, no, I don't know the tremors. Uh, no. Well, anyways, uh, <laughs> there was also another discovery recently, and that is, where did the Black Death come from? And that has been solved recently. Bend over, I'll show you. (laughs) The Black Death. (laughs) Well, anyways, the deadliest pandemic in recorded history. New research has shown, uh, this new research was published, by the way, uh, in the Journal of Nature. And it provides biological evidence that places the ancestral origin of the Black Death in Central Asia, where the two first cases would have originated, and then it would have made its way over to Europe 
probably through the trade routes. Now, that is all of the news for now, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to hear the rest of it, including some stuff about Hocus Pocus and upcoming animatronics that are coming to Spirit of Halloween, stay tuned to the end of the episode where I'll be covering the rest of the news. Now, I think that it's time that we, uh, we head for the high seas on this road trip, fellas. Really? You think we should go straight for the ocean? I think we should go straight uh, for are, the are, ocean. Are, 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 are we not gonna? Are we not gonna dive into? Uh, uh, okay, fine, fine. We should go straight for the ocean. I figured we'd we'd we go should. straight for the ocean. I can't leave Chad out here by himself with. Uh, I, I, I'm drifting. He's drifting. His hand doesn't know what I, to do with I, his hands. I, so, There's so, children chanting so, in the background. I, get, I don't know what is happening <laughs> right now. He's new. It's okay. Should, 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 should I go first? Should I go first? Uh, or, yes, or, please, because I am I? very interested. Okay. Because this, the reason I wanted to go straight to the ocean is because this is also a news segment that we did not get to get. It, this it happened is. over the weekend. It is. And so. I was super pumped about it. So, fellas, you're familiar with the Goonies, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Goonies, Goonies love, is it good enough for you? Nah. Baby Ruth <laughs> oh, is good enough for me. Yeah. Baby Ruth is. So, I would hope so at this point that everybody knows about the Goonies. And uh, anyway, a long story short, it was probably one of my favorite movies from way back in the day. Anytime it would rain outside when I was a child, I would like to turn this movie on. I don't know why, but it just struck a chord with me. But through all those years, I had absolutely no clue that this movie was actually based, well, or inspired a, on a true story. How many of you have actually heard of the Santo Cristo de Burgos? I can, my Spanish is shit, but... <laughs> and you're the one closest to Arizona. Have, have you guys heard of it? <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> no, I have... Have you guys heard of this? Outside of the research that we did for this episode, I have not heard of this. But since doing the research, I okay. crossed the name on uh, "quote unquote" ghost ships. Oh, okay. So you have somewhat familiar. The name with I it, saw, to, I did not degree. go any further. It's about the same. With me. So, it was a fabled ship that vanished off the coast of Oregon around 1693. Apparently, it was carrying some valuable porcelain, some beeswax, and at the time, some very expensive and pricey Chinese silk. For those who don't know, back in those days, it was a trade system. Probably the bubonic plague, too. What you can barter, all that good stuff. Good chance that, <laughs> that was going down. For 300 years, tales of this shipwreck spread across land and sea, far and wide, with most of the area's indigenous people and their tribes actually passing down this legend through years and years and years. So, a little bit of history about the uh, Santo Cristo de Burgos. It was built in the Philippines on the in the 17th century, and it actually left the Philippines that year, 1693. Uh, the cause of the wreck is actually unknown. Uh, a lot of theories circulate saying, hey, maybe it was some strong winds from the North Pacific, or maybe it was followed by some crazy storms off the Oregon coast. If you've ever been to Oregon, you'll know they get some hellacious storms out there. Or if you've ever watched Twilight. <laughs> They like to surf so, in those oceans. 
Steven Spielberg apparently uh, saw the newspaper about the legendary ship while he was uh, visiting and all of its precious booty. And uh, that's what inspired him to actually uh, produce the cult favorite film starring Sean Astin, Corey Feldman, and the only Josh Brolin. Pretty sure I got a poster of it back here on my wall. Anyway. Uh, Wait, hang on. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, you had a mind fuck there too, didn't you? I was like, holy shit, yeah, that is him, huh? Wait, wait, Josh. Are you yeah. saying that Thanos is Thanos. the older brother in the Goonies? Yeah. yeah you oh, my God. You didn't know this. No. No, dude, he really is. I knew yeah, the fucking yeah, name, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it did not connect to me. You said Josh Brolin. We're talking about the Goonies. And then I saw the older brother's face, and I went, wait, is that fucking yeah. Thanos? <laughs> Same Brolin. here. I was like, huh, well, fuck me right Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, we we've got Mini Bob and Thanos just you know off on some adventure and who ordered the steak? Well, they both you know, died. Also got they both died. Yeah, they all now, three died. Still alive? <laughs> huh? Died in what? Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> anyway, those Lost Boy movies you anyway. don't like. Stop. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> You'll have to watch. <laughs> he ordered, I didn't want to watch the third fucking Lost Boys. Listen, you know who ordered the steak in that? Corey Feldman ordered the fucking steak in that movie. See, man, that's why I don't like he any of the shit. Like, okay, no. sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, go on. Just give it a shot. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Anyway, uh, Craig Anders is a local commercial fisherman in the little area of Oregon there, who was also, according to Nat Geo, belonged to the Goonies gang back in the day, <laughs> as they called the kids growing up in the area. Oh, <laughs> oh no, as guys, adults. it's the Goonies gang! We better scram! It's the Goonies. What are we gonna do? Oh, so... <laughs> A bunch of reefer addicts. Hey. <laughs> I don't want to mess with no reefer addicts. So, <laughs> in... A couple weeks ago, actually... This gentleman came across some timber remains that he thought might be once part of the uh, Cristo de Burgos. And guess what? Uh, can I get a drum roll? Can I get a drum roll? There's no drum roll coming. Did you get it? It was. It was! So, it's confirmed that this is actually part of that ship. The ship that was fabled to go missing so many years ago. At first, he believed it was no more than just a little bit of driftwood. But boys, it's the real deal. A lab analysis has confirmed that it is the tropical hardwood that was once designed on the ship. Um, this is actually really phenomenal. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's was there a treasure? Crazy. Well, did they find the whole thing? Or? They found the piece of driftwood. Okay. They found oh, the wood. They're actually off. searching... They're searching. It's gone. <laughs> oh my god! They're searching as we speak. They're searching as we speak for it, and actually, the ship's timbers are actually being stashed right now at the River Maritime Museum in uh, Astoria, in Oregon, and uh, they're actually being scrutinized right now by the historians. So and, and they have found several timbers. Fine tooth comb. They're, they're, they think they're on the verge of actually finding the ship. Hmm. Here's my thing. Uh, I got a few questions, three questions to ask you boys. They'll be quick. Just, But first of all, I'm pretty sure that all of this items that was on the ship at one point, they're gone. They're gone. Mm -hmm. They're lost mm -hmm. to the sea in time. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no chance. But it is really cool to me that they actually found the ship. Unless there's of, gold like, and I mean, stuff. Is... 
If there's gold, if there's, if there's rings and what that stuff stays, there's people treasure hunting constantly. You need to watch more Expedition Unknown, Jeremy. There's guys that go through the swamps with magnets on a rope and they pull out friggin' Spanish rings. I'm not saying that. It's, it's bad shit. I'm saying, like, let's say if the shipwreck was so bad, just, uh, like, like, say if the, 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 the damn treasure chest, like, fell out and hit a rock and busted open, there goes all the gold. Cast out into the ocean. Hmm. It's gone. My doubloons! Yeah. It's, okay. they're gone. Sorry. Um, so, I got three questions for you, and I'll keep these brief. Um, so, close your eyes, picture if you will. You're a kid, right? Or a teen, mid '90s, late '80s. You probably just watched The Goonies for the first time. <laughs> you hear the news of this exact story break. Do you go on a one-eyed Willie-esque adventure, or do you keep you your ass? Damn on right, the you leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going on the yeah. adventure. You're going to find one-eyed oh, Willie's yeah. treasure, by God. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I would do the same. But wait, um, wait, they didn't find it in a cave, like that right? doesn't come along. As far as I know, uh, no. I think he just found it on the shore, well, but... Damn. That's still pretty... Yeah, it is, but if it cave. if this same story happened in the 80s, uh, how the hell am I going to hop on my bicycle and go dive in the fucking ocean? Yeah, I mean... Um, so, my second question for you guys is this. Uh, although it may seem like it's not too much at this point in time, uh, it's actually really remarkable, not just for archaeology, but also for skeptics. And I say this because I'm a skeptic sometimes, not all the time, but this kind of alone proves that some legends may hold more than just a grain of salt of the truth. And uh, would you not agree? Uh, I mean... You want my answer? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kenneth. No, I do agree though. Yeah, I do. I do. Mm. The only yeah, thing it's... that I'm curious about, besides the treasure, uh -huh. is did they find a possible deformed skeleton with a Superman T-shirt on the ship? <laughs> That, oh god that's probably a story for another time <laughs> that's but, who haunts the ship uh, all signs oh, as as we stand right now all signs point Baby to no, but, roof. Um, and then my last question is this uh, do you think that these individuals will eventually find all parts of the missing ship that went missing 330 I don't know. Ago. I don't know. They are. My answer to that is that they are piecing together ships in this exact same manner off the coast of uh, North and South Carolina, as well as off the coast of Florida. Um, as a matter of fact, I think that uh, Blackbeard ship was one of the ones that they had recently found, or thought that they found. I think so. And they're bringing pieces up. Uh, don't quote me on that, but. Um, yeah, so it's. I think that it's very possible. I mean, maybe not the entire ship, but a lot of stuff lasts longer than you would think it does. Especially built back yeah. in those days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they're able to pull and, out random, like, they find random horseshoes or horseshoe nails, or nails that would have went into the planks on the deck of the ship, if they can find shit like that from yeah. old ships, then... I agree. I, I, I don't think they'll find... 
like every single bit of it. But like one thing that really shocked me, and I, I, I know we're talking about the water, so I'll probably bring Atlantis up a couple more times. Hopefully not. But uh, just because recently they think they found um, a sword or some type of metal, maybe used for something like that, that was the mysterious or the mythical metal that was only created by Atlanteans. And they think they found that. If they're finding shit like that and those were supposed to be legends, yeah, I definitely think they're going to find a lot more. Uh, you squint on that. This is another episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, future, yeah, it's a whole other episode. But, okay, Anyways. but no, like, I'm, that's my point is I think that they can find a lot of this ship if they're looking in the right spots, definitely. The whole thing, no. Treasure, I guess maybe. it just depends on like how far it got scattered is the real thing here. Yeah. How far did it well, get plus, scattered? Well, plus, how many years ago did you say it was, Chad? Oh, 330. Yeah, that, that mother's scattered everywhere by now. Yeah. Yeah, but if they're finding, like, remains of, like, Columbus's ships and shit like that, don't, don't, you know. There's somebody, though, that gets lost in the ocean on Friday, and they find them on Sunday 21 miles or 50 miles down yeah, and that's the beach. different. Like, People are out here floating I don't know. on I don't know. inflatables and stuff with flares and... Trolling motors in the ocean. Okay, well, as exciting as the possible real-life Goonies news is, uh, not even news, that's a Goonies ghost ship is what I'm going to go for because it's come back. And I hope that there is treasure. And I hope that there is not a sloth skeleton on the ship. But... I do have two other ghost ships. As a matter of fact, they are the top two most cited. I'm doing my air quotes for anybody that's not watching. Uh, the most cited ghost ships as well as the most talked about. And kind of a brief background on them both. See if you guys know them. I know one of them you will know. And I'm going to try to clarify if there's any truth to these two ships. Uh, the first one is the Mary Celeste and it's probably one of the most famous real life ghost ship stories um, the Mary Celeste was found adrift in the Atlantic Ocean in 1872 in a completely unharmed condition with all of her sails still up so she's just out here floating in the middle of the ocean in 1872 with no holes no you know nothing wrong not look like it took cannon fire or anything like that um, that's really creepy. yeah it, it's extremely weird because the cells were up drawn up and everything that belonged to the crew all their personal belongings and the cargo hold were all still intact that was 1500 barrels of alcohol that was untouched the only things that were missing was the lifeboats and the captain's logbook most importantly, the theory. entire crew was missing as well. Since pirate attacks could not be held responsible because it didn't look like anybody had been attacked or that they had left in a rush or anything, um, nobody knows what really happened to them. The most reasonable explanation would be that there was a storm of some kind of technical issue compelling them to stop, but, I mean... There's, there's theories. Some people say that the ship was haunted by ghosts, even at that point in time. And that drove the crew off of the boat. 
there was another theory that the entire crew was abducted mid-sea by aliens. That, that is not what Log I Log book too. Log yeah. book was taken too. I mean, I guess in that scenario, he's got it in his hand or he's writing on the log book and he's just like, oh, yar, <laughs> beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> Something's got me by my legs. Well, the real question here is... Uh, <laughs> Jammed it up me arse. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, did they have a woman on board? Mm, I don't know. Is that recorded? Because apparently it was bad luck to bring a wench. I don't think that that was the case. I mean, it just says the crew uh, doesn't go into if there was a woman on board or not. I would well, say that they, they had her on there. I would say that they avoided that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, say it's a cargo well, ship. Okay, minus there the wasn't woman thing. a lot. Sorry, of, I'm just. Yeah, I, I I seriously doubt it. But with that being as spooky as it is. The entire crew missing all of their stuff, which is another thing that makes it even weirder. Even if there was, like, a ghost on the ship or... I mean, their ship was there. Like, anything that they brought with them. Which, most of the time, was all your most valuable stuff because you didn't just leave it at the house. Twas the Kraken. So... That's what I was thinking. It, what if they seen something in the waters and they bailed? On the lot. You said there I don't think no I'd be jumping into the water, though. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they're in the middle of the water jumping what? on rowboats. Like little row lifeboats to get the hell out of there. Where are they going to row to if you're in the middle of the friggin' ocean? Maybe they were held hostage, told to get off the boat. But they didn't, nobody know. took any of their stuff. I think they saw something that they shouldn't have seen, and this was their way of bouncing being dealt with yeah. yeah in the area that it was reported to have been seen in 1872 there are still sailors to this day that report being off from a distance and seeing what looks to be the ghostly outline of a ship in this area is it the mary celeste we don't know was it already haunted We'll never know. See, that's the spookiest thing about the ocean and the seas, you know, that scared, that kind of freaked me out. Yeah. Because it could be that ship, or it could be one of the many thousands that have crashed, because we don't even know. Yeah, but why did they leave their shit and then he took his logbook? That's what I'm saying. Maybe they were held captive. Like, was it, where, like, alcohol was untouched. Where did they find it? I will be, I'll be right back. Well, okay. Okay. It was just um, so found adrift in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean in 1870. Yeah, so what if they had, like, found an island and it was, like, an island of cannibals and, like, somehow the ship, somebody cut the rope and they went and the ship went sailing or something? You know what I'm we don't I know, know, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems weird that he would take his logbook ashore and everybody else would just leave their shit there. But why wouldn't you take the logbook? You're going to be We're talking about personal effects. We're talking about pistols. We're talking about anything, like... You don't just Nothing leave. Nothing was taken at all. No, everything was there. And 1,500 barrels full of alcohol, rum, was just I mean, sitting in the bottom of the ship, untouched. Cargo hold. Yeah, it could definitely... Not even been opened. I mean, that could definitely be aliens then. I don't know. It's weird. That's real strange. To say, to say that pirates have never came in contact with aliens is just bizarre. Oh, no, yeah. Imagine that's, the shit they've seen on the sea. Yeah, that's... I, oh, yeah. I would guarantee that they've seen shit fly over them. They probably thought it was a shooting star or something, unless it got real close, but... One of them's real drunk. They look up, God, 
maybe you see that. I mean, listen, let's be <laughs> honest. If you got any kids, you might want to chill their ears real quick. But if the pirates were out there stopping and screwing manatees, then they would do anything. Yeah. I mean... Ah, I love me sea cow. Come yeah. here. Yeah. Mermaid. <laughs> Oh, you got such wet lips. That's what it was all along. That so they didn't feel bad about what they done. Yeah. Like, oh, oh my God, dude! You mermaid. know that that was the case. What was <laughs> what was the news of the time? It was the stories you told while you were going from campfire to campfire, from pub to pub, and you were like, you didn't want to tell anybody, but you wanted to tell somebody. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he was like, oh, it was a mystical mer creature, <laughs> when really it was just him screwing a manatee on the beach, and at that. I but doubt, she was beautiful. I doubt the manatee let him, so let's be real, it was probably a dead manatee. Oh, God, pirates. They scurvy. They scurvy and all that nonsense, <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of pirates and the scurvy, I've got another ghost ship to take you deeper into uncharted waters. The number one ghost ship of all time. The Flying Dutchman. Oof. That's the one to get them wheels turning, or better yet, the sails down. Some people say that it's just folklore. Some people swear by it like they swear by Atlantis. If you've never heard of it, though, the real story of the Flying Dutchman. In this folklore, the ghost ship, the Flying Dutchman, has left the biggest impact out of any ghost ship that you'll ever hear about including numerous paintings and books and films. The captain, Van Der Decken, led the ship while they were on their way to the East Indies with sheer determination. They tried to steer the ship through the adverse weather condition to the East Indies. And the Cape of Good Hope was especially known for bad storms at that point in time. And the Flying Dutchman failed miserably to get to the Cape of Good Hope. Uh, after vowing to drift until the doomsday, the Flying Dutchman continued to sail the shores after it crashed. People still seem to spot it. Legend says that since then they have cursed they have been cursed to sail the oceans for eternity. To this day, hundreds of fishermen and sailors from deep sea have claimed to have witnessed the Flying Dutchman continuing its never-ending voyage across the waters from the East Indies to the Cape of Good Hope. They're cursed. It's a curse. So I, I have to ask. I'm not super familiar with Pirates of the Caribbean, but isn't that the ship that, um, what's his name, Orlando Bloom, is, like, forced to... To sail after, because uh, he ends up having to die on it, yeah. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. yep. Okay. I couldn't remember. I just wanted to... Sorry. Yeah. No, that's it. Um... So, apparently, <sighs> the Flying Dutchman was cursed from the very get-go before it even went to the East Indies, but on top of that, it was also going through rough waters near the Cape of Good Hope. And, but the sailors seem to believe that it the curse is the reason that the Flying Dutchman's still seen floating around 
And it's not the Flying Dutchman from SpongeBob either. Well, I mean, I guess it could be. Does that mean that SpongeBob that's is... That's based off of. Does that mean that SpongeBob is, uh, takes place in South Africa? In the ocean? I was just about to say... That, that doesn't goes, add up because it goes everywhere, right? Well, is that, well, yeah. I mean, when he's not there, yeah, you know. I guess. But as far as actual uh, witnesses, fishermen and sailors seem to see it along that route, kind of the same as the Mary Celeste. It's like the spice route to like the islands mm. over here, right? Mm-hmm. The Jamaican. And, yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So let me ask this then: uh, Does it say anything? Is like if you spot the Flying Dutchman ship? Is it a bad omen? Yes, it means that uh, your ship uh, is cursed. Well, that's what they believe anyway. Oh. You're sa- if, so if you're sailing, you're supposed to turn back if you see the Flying Dutchman. If you keep going and heed, do not heed the warning, then you are going to suffer the same fate as the Dutchman. Return the slab. Uh, well, some people had a think. genuine fear that it's... The uh, just like in the Pirates of the Caribbean, some fishermen and sailors had a genuine fear that the uh, Dutchman would pull up beside of their ship while they are in the ocean, and its ghostly crew <laughs> to a drive by. No, the ghostly crew <laughs> would aboard the ship and take it over and take it down to uh, Davy Jones' locker. Davy Jones. Now, there's no actual uh. proof of the Flying Dutchman. This is all hearsay, all stuff that was reported through sailors and fishermen from the times that it was supposedly around to modern day. Is it real? So it makes you wonder. Well, I believe on a thing called love, but I don't know about that. Um, I mean... You know me, I like to give things like that the benefit of a doubt because I do believe there's ghosts everywhere. There's ghosts, I mean, why wouldn't there be a ghost ship? Why, I mean, who knows? I think the oceans are probably more cursed than uh-huh. some parts of the land. I, I would agree with that, yes, for sure. I also would say that I would believe a ghost ship before I would believe a ghost train. A ghost train. The ghost ship is made out of something that used to be a living... Oh, thing. Like wood. Yeah, wood. Yeah. It okay. was nature. It was, and then it's so it's wood. It, it, you know, seems to soak up a lot of emotion. Whether that's hotel rooms, walls, it's kind of like a mirror in a way. It just soaks up a lot yeah. of emotions and memories and things like that. So, why couldn't there be a ghost ship? Now the train, you kind of got me on the fence, but that's another episode. I have a theory that I want to dive into in another episode. I, 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 want to, I was going to present it here, but there's no time, so I'm not going to do it. But hmm. well, He thought it was funny. He did. I he would did. like to bring it up on another episode, especially, and like I said, mark it down, Atlantis. So Atlantis, and what what is it that you were wanting to bring up on another episode? You, you left me hanging. I just want to quick, just say it, and then we'll move. <laughs> So, okay, why is it that all these ghosts and everything like that are always seen wearing the same fucking clothes from, like, the 1500s, 1600s, 1800s, and stuff like that? Is there something about that time frame that was more so Mm -hmm. cursed than it is? No, No, I I I think that pirates just have the same uh, style sense. You look at... (laughs) 
you look at uh, some of the Somalian pirates that try to take over U.S. Navy ships, they kind of dress like the same, too, <laughs> with the Van Dan. They just don't have the sabers. That's true. That, that, whole, that is true. That whole time period for, like, many, 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 many years, they just basically wore the same style clothing. That's why... I, Something I like... Know, that's a good one. What is it? You, you, never see, you never see, like, modern-day, like, fucking ghosts, though, wearing, like... Fucking Jinko jeans. Yeah, or... but I mean, how many pirates were out there? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucking crazy? Has anybody ever asked that? What, the clothes that you're wearing, do you think that labels carry over into the fucking afterlife? Like, if I'm a ghost. You got the Nike symbol? Yeah. yeah. If I had a Joe Pesci, Pesci shirt that says, Eat out my ass, and then I die in it, am I just going to wander around <laughs> with the, Eat out my ass? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah, you have to. You don't have a choice. It's you're stuck. Or with like it. Jeremy Santa Carla shirt that he's got on right now. Does that mean that? I mean, yeah. doesn't that make it less ominous? I'm kind of. I'm gonna scream when I see him, but then I'm gonna pause and be like, "Wait, what was it? Is it Santa like, Carla? Is wait that a, a minute. Lost Boys?" Shirt? Like, yeah, that's cool. Okay. And then you just if you if you go off of like American Werewolf in London logic, you retain those clothes and you yeah. retain the. The, the damage done, you retain the scars, the the whole night, and you deteriorate even in death, which I find I find that a lot more plausible kind of than. I mean, maybe I guess yeah. I don't. Know. I I yeah. just maybe maybe we all die and then we all get top hats and penny coats and uh, uh, lace dresses. Maybe that's just yeah. automatically maybe. we got to choose maybe. our raggedy clothes. To <laughs> if you're I'm gonna be a ghost, you, you never gotta... see a ghost. You never see a ghost walking around with a 50-cent Band-Aid on its cheek or anything like oh, that. Like, None. you just don't see that. Welcome so. to Nellyville. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell Nell- you. Um, oh, Nelly, that's who it is, yeah. There is an era, though, that you do see ghosts from that do wear certain kinds of clothes from that era. Civil War? Well, it's the 1920s. Um, you know, and I feel like it's a good time to travel Mississippi. Oh, places. it sounds like that we've docked our ship down in New Orleans. Um, sounds like we're heading up. Heading up to Mississippi. We're going. To the crossroads. Going to the crossroads. Oh, yeah. We are here. And uh, we're going to talk about why it is important to sell your soul to Satan, kids. No, that is not it. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about the man, the myth, the legend himself, the guy that you hear singing right now, that good old blues. It's the Crossroads Blues, Robert Johnson. And uh, I know you guys are pretty familiar with him, pretty familiar with the story. Arguably one um, of the best blues mu- musicians of all time. Arguably. Yeah, exactly. And the, the sad thing about that is, though, is whenever he was alive, he was only really known for one hit. Yeah. So that's kind of the... I figured that he was known all. for his unique... Uh, was it unique guitar or was it unique playing style? I thought he had like a seven-string guitar. I thought it was both. Uh, I, don't, I didn't see anything like about a seven-string seven guitar, but... Yeah, go on, continue. I was going to say, uh, so, I mean, you know, like I said, one of the most recognized American folklore in, uh, well, in Mississippi and as far as the music industry goes, um, the deal with the devil, the deal at the crossroads, the Delta legend, whatever you want to call it. Mm. So legend had it is, uh, Robert Johnson, he himself, he went into, uh, an old bar where a bunch of mo- uh, blues musicians used to play back in the day in Mississippi. 
he said he wanted to get up on stage and play and he was just not good at it from everything that it showed he's just they were like no man you got to get better this is something just get out of here he was gone for two years come back and those same people that seen him were astonished son house it was uh, one of Johnson's idols. That's who he played for, and that was one of the guys who seen him and told him to get a little bit better. And uh, that's S O N House. Mm. So Sun Son, however it's pronounced. Uh, let's see. He was in a band with. Uh, it was called Brown and Parker and House, and uh, they ridiculed ridiculed him for his picking skills. So Johnson left. And it is said that he went to the crossroads in Mississippi, and you can Google it, people. They now have a giant guitar statue with the guitar neck facing each and every direction for the crossroads. Um, it is said that he himself had went to the crossroads late at night, and a dark black shadow figure of a man came out, asked to see his guitar, tuned it, and said, if you take this guitar, your soul is mine. My God, he took that guitar. He went back. He blew people's mind. They said it was some of the best picking they've ever heard. It was he was he was doing things that people back then just couldn't understand and wrap their mind around. Uh, and of course, you know, there's songs like this one that you hear right now that he was uh, wrote about the devil. He's got plenty more famous songs as far as uh, talking about Satan himself, Hellhound on My Trail. Uh, there was another one that if I'm not blues. Uh, mistaken, it's like dust at my door or something, dust on my... Mm -hmm. So that one yeah, is about uh, sprinkling uh, goofer dust at your doorway to keep the hellhounds out. Exactly. Because that's, like an old, that's, that's an old voodoo uh, ritual to keep the hellhounds from getting through into your house is to sprinkle that dust in front, sprinkle that dust in front of the door. I have a question. Um, was Robert Johnson part of the 27 Club? He was the originator, from documented at least, of the 27 Club. Uh, so apparently, they say he died from a poisoned drink, uh, is what it was. He was at a bar and his um, whiskey was poisoned and he had died from it. Um, Who's, See, he died in 1938. He was born in 1911. Who's poisoning his whiskey? That's that's the thing, because they it, it doesn't look like they really looked into it from everything that I can see. Uh, however, it says that it was poison whiskey. That's what killed him. Everybody says it was because he made the deal with the devil himself. However, he is not the only one documented to make this deal with the devil. In fact, a man named Tommy Johnson... Uh, he was also during this time of Delta Blues, also known as a movement. Uh, it was another name for the movement was called Devil's Blues. For many believed that the music and its artists were closely associated with the devil. Um, Tommy's brother himself, uh, he was, they said that he was a perfect candidate as far as getting picked by the devil. He was a troubled soul and a chronic alcoholic. Uh, his brother himself said that he talked to him. So... And that, sorry, I, I wasn't trying to interrupt. Um, is it my assumption is that the crossroads is just any crossroads, or do we always have to exactly. be in Mississippi? Does it have to be a dirt this crossroads? Is just, 
Can I be in the in, would, in like Times Square and just start digging a hole in the concrete? No. Come on now. I'm no, I'm sitting like a, a, I mean, I don't know, maybe a crossroads. Maybe. Like that's just uh I mean that's a curious question. Come on. That's that's uh that's legit. I mean I, I, I've always kind of wondered that too because it's like I can think of a few crossroads. I can think of a few places I could have gotten. Uh, yeah, done. exactly. So I'm just wondering if it's got to be like an old dirt road. Can there be houses around? Is there like no witnesses? Uh, well, no. So I mean, it doesn't give anything specific. Anything that I've read about it, uh, like you could go like a voodoo route, taking the bone, uh, black bones of a chicken, and uh, burying it at a crossroads can summon them. Uh, from things that I've seen, I do see. Uh, Let's see. It doesn't, like, again, it's not giving any specifics. It doesn't even say, like, what Robert Johnson done. It's just the rumor. And it looks like most of this rumor really came from Mr. Tommy Johnson. There's no relation, by the way. Um, but in 1966, sometime after Tommy's death, which he did not die at 27 like Robert did. He lived to be in his 60s. But his brother, Liddell Johnson, uh, had an interview with a... Somebody was wanting to take it like a, a biography of Tommy's life. He said, now, if Tommy was, uh, was living, he'd tell you. He said, the reason he'd known so much, said he sold his soul to the devil. I asked him how. He said, if you want to learn to play anything, you want to learn, hold on, what? If you want to learn to play anything you want to play and learn how to make songs yourself, you take your guitar and you go to where the road crosses, that way where a crossroads is. Get there, be sure to get there just a little bit before 12 midnight, uh, so that way you're there at 12 midnight, and uh, he said you have your guitar and you'd be playing a piece there by yourself, a big black man will walk up there and take your guitar and he'll tune it and then he'll play a piece and hand it back to you. That's the way I learned to play anything I want. That's what his brother told him. As far as what... Which is strange, because that's similar to Robert's story. Guitar was tuned. Right, and that's what... So, what it is, is people have took that story and basically placed it with what... Because it doesn't... There's no document uh, uh, documentation as far as Robert saying what he done, or that's what it was. So people were just kind of mixing these together. The thing that I... And I've, I've watched the Robert uh, Johnson documentary that was on Netflix for a while, which, by the way, if anybody's not watched it, you need to watch it. It's really good. And yes, he did play a seven-string guitar, but it was in nothing that was ever recorded, Chad. He started doing, doing it in Dallas after his recordings. Uh, seven-string guitar. Um, but... In the Robert Johnson documentary, everybody said that uh, he would tell stories about him selling his soul while, like, after his shows and stuff. They said that the only proof that you really needed was listen to his songs, that they weren't songs, they were just confessions. Mm-hmm. Now that's mm. deep. Yeah. Which Tommy's, he was apparently done this before Robert did, sold the soul and all that. The only difference is... Robert's got three albums that are really famous, and Tommy, yeah, he's got some stuff you can look up. But so the question is, did so? Let me just throw this out there. In and this is not a good comparison, but in uh, certain beliefs of the crossroads, you get the chance to barter for amount of years when you sell your soul and how famous you're going to be 
So, like, if you're wanting to be really famous, you get a shorter deal. Uh, you know what? I didn't think of it like that. I wonder if that's how it went. So, um, would that explain why Robert Johnson is infamous in history? He got the shorter deal, and then the other guy just learned to do good and was able to be somewhat successful in his life? But he was not, well, he's not he, Robert Johnson's status, though. No, you could buy one of. Apparently, in 2013, one of his original singles sold for thirty-seven thousand dollars, making it the most expensive seventy-eight RPM record ever sold. Wait, which Johnson? Tommy. Oh, what? That's a, so. I mean, that shows you his worth compared to Robert Johnson. I, I bet if you found something of his that was original, it'd go for way more. Right, than that. right, right, right. Exactly. Um, but however, another fun little fact about Mr. Tommy Johnson himself: if you've seen Oh Brother Where Art Thou, if you remember the guy's name. Who was the uh, fellow that they he picked He said up Tommy Johnson, didn't he? His name was Tommy. And uh, when he's playing By the Fire, it's a song that's supposedly um, about him selling his soul. Yeah. If you go that's back That's a good song. I've listened to that song mm-hmm. several times. Later on, later on in the studio, they say, Hot damn, boy, I believe you really did sell your soul to the <laughs> devil. <laughs> it's the best line ever, man. So, yeah, mm. so people, they get them mixed up from everything that I can see, from what it looks like, but uh, Tommy himself, he began to, uh, while he was alive, he began to claim and confirm that that's exactly what he done. Uh, alcohol and Jake Blues, Tommy Johnson. Mm. That's apparently one of his records. Damn. So... But yeah, like I said, he lived to be 60. He lived that comfortable lifestyle. So maybe you are right. Maybe Robert was like, I want, I'm tired of them making fun of my pick and I want to fucking, I want to be in there. I want to show them how good I am and fast. Oh, he did. So he got the shorter deal. I mean, that's what makes a lot of sense to me is obviously, I mean, it wouldn't just be the same deal. It doesn't make sense. So I wonder if... My question is, do you fellas think that it is still possible to go down to the crossroads and to sell your soul? I think it's a lot more complicated now. (laughs) Here's why. I think the secrets has been exposed and I think that everything's become very corporate. Even the devil's become corporate. He's wearing the suit. I think now it requires a lot more. Are we talking like Illuminati? Something like that, yeah. I think... Something like that. Well, what does that mean? No way, he's, he's being very vague. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean... I don't want to say Illuminati because, I mean, I don't really know if I necessarily believe in the Illuminati, but I'm just saying I think a lot of uh, musicians nowadays have sold their souls in certain ways that we'll never know. Like, it's it's become corporate, you know? It's like, what back then, things weren't as corporately driven, you know? It's like, what better way just, you know, passing. It's a legend, an urban legend. You know, now it's... You go up to the ivory tower and sign away your soul. But does it not make it more authentic now if somebody were to go and find a crossroads, to go alone, 
to take your odd a photo of yourself to take the bones of a chicken or the bones of a cat to bury these things with what you're wanting in the middle of the crossroads and to stand and wait that seems like a lot more effort than somebody just grabbing the I'm a witch Wiccan book from their local apothecary shop and trying to summon Satan that way I feel like that if there's a real way, I feel like that the crossroads still might be a thing. I don't think a lot of people took it as seriously. I, I, I agree. I, I definitely think no matter what, you can always still do things the old-fashioned way, and it's going to be just as it's going to be stronger, honestly, because it's you're putting more effort into it, you're putting your sweat into it, doing this. You're, I do believe you can still do it. Would you do it? Would I do it? It's not so. Whenever we're telling these ways that people claim to have been able to sell their soul in the crossroads, when we're saying that they buried chicken chicken bones or cat bones in these rituals, which I don't know if any of this stuff works, guys. I mean, I could be completely off as well. There's probably stuff that's missing, but in these rituals, it's you can't just get like a KFC fucking chicken bone and bury it in the middle of the dirt road. It's got to be something that you've killed. You've got to kill this chicken or kill this cat and have one of its bones to take to the crossroads and bury with the rest of the stuff so um, I've got another I mean like I sorry 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 go ahead I was just gonna say I, I, I think you could still do it um, and actually I was gonna say I do apologize I have to step away for just one quick second but continue. that's okay because I got a question for Chad Chad, if the crossroads things worked, what would you go for? That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've, you got to think if if we're going by the if the the more success gives you less time on Earth. I would go for the moderate level of success. <laughs> I think. I, I want to live, you know, it's yeah. like, I don't, I think, yeah, yeah, that's what I think. I don't, so I think that I would get what to the you? point, I think that I would get to the point of getting there and then doing the burying and things like that, and then I think as soon as something actually showed up, I'd be done. I wouldn't, I'd be like, no, I'm just, I was just kidding, yeah. man, I'm gone. <laughs> I said, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, you didn't see me. I don't want to mess with no reefer addicts. <laughs> I don't want to mess with no uh, reefer addicts, okay? Uh, I I don't know, man. I'll be honest with you, and Germ can back me up on this. I have um, I've, I've looked into it before. <laughs> I have, yeah, I mean, uh, I have. I, I'm not proud to I'm say. I'm not a Satanist, but I've definitely um, um, contemplated the idea. I mean, we have been on social media for longer than it's been popular to be on social media. And I don't mean like we had an account. I just mean like we've been posting stuff for a while. And sooner or later, something would hope to pop through. And I think that I would end up selling my soul over that because what we've been doing this since 2000... Eight, seven, two thousand six, seven, six. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Um, MySpace uploads. It's been a while. (laughs) It's been a long time. 
We've been doing it for mo we've been doing it longer than most, and uh, I don't know. That may require know. us to uh, have to take a trip down to the crossroads whenever you come back to Virginia and visit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I think I think it damn well might have to. Gentlemen. Oh. So do we have any? Um, like work of a ghost. Do we have any extra news to go out on? Uh, yes, we do have some extra news to go out on. Um, just quick bits. So if you guys stuck around, you get to hear this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which was the missing Hercules head from the Hercules statue has been found. We're in the summer of mystery and adventure, and I figured this hit right on the note. Uh, the marble statue of Hercules that's been missing its head for 2,000 years. Recently, divers have found an old Greek shipwreck, and aboard the shipwreck, along with a full set of teeth that was buried into the sand made up against the wood because it had been sitting there so long, was the all-marble head of the Hercules statue. His teeth were made of wool. Of wool. <laughs> uh, so, that's that's pretty cool. And they showed pictures of it, too. So, if you're a history buff or if you're into this mystery and adventure, it's it's pretty cool. I don't know how Josh Gates didn't find it. Son of a bitch. Can't find a damn thing. He couldn't find his asshole <laughs> in the dark. I love him, but you're killing me, Josh. Oh, you're man. killing me. Um, also, Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel has been... Announced, and that is going to be coming to theaters December 2023. Uh, also, the Hocus Pocus trailer was released, a teaser trailer, as well as the Three Witches reviewing the teaser trailer and giving their thoughts on it has been released. Uh, that, once again, comes out September 30th of this year on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I'm interested. We don't have time for the full thoughts, but I'm interested. Um, also, to round off the news here, the ghost-faced animatronic that was at Hall—I mean, uh, Spirit of Halloween last year—that was sold out, uh, where he's stabbing anybody that walks by—is coming back to Spirit of Halloween, and the pre-orders are available now. Hot damn! Ooh. I wonder how much. Uh, that will be something that you'll have to look up because the price was not in the article. <laughs> I will. Well. Probably about a thousand. So, guys, uh, I think we're going to have to pack up our bags and leave Mississippi. We're going to have to hit the road again. I think so. I think so. I'm excited to see where the summer adventure takes us next. It's a long trip. It's their time up there, but it's our time down here, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> uh, well. See you next time.